He has so much trust, doesn't he? He looks at me and kind of grins and like, in Jesus' name, what are you going to do? Because he knows, he never knows what I'm going to do because usually I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know what I'm going to do now. <laughs> I want to first of all say what a joy it is to have you here tonight, all of you. I just feel so, so blessed to be where we are right now. <clears throat> this morning, I know we had some folks we haven't seen in a while, <clears throat> and some of them are very shy and they don't want their names called out. If I start, I'll probably overlook somebody just because that's, that's the way I am. <clears throat> and I don't, I don't want to do that to anybody, but suffice it to say that it is a joy to see you in the house of the Lord. And a pastor preached something, I guess it was a week ago maybe, and it got under my skin very much so. And so I am going to respond to what he preached because I can't keep it to myself. One time when I was in prayer, I told the Lord, Lord, don't you tell me anything that's a secret. Because you know I'm going to tell, if you tell me anything, I'm going to tell everybody what I know what you told me. So I have been wrestling with everything you're going through because I love you. So you know that. You know that when you make a prayer request, I'll tell you what we do in my house. Whoever gets it stops right then. Whatever we're doing, and we pray right then. We don't wait. We're not looking for it. We just say, God, you see this need. And we just pray immediately because if you texted immediately, I can't get to you and I can't go to the nursing home, but I can pray instantly. And I think that for the last almost full year, the Lord has proven that he listens to the prayers of this church. Are you a witness? Yes, you know he does. And instead of retreating from a life of prayer, we've been immersed in it. We've got prayer meetings going on here for women. And I want to commend the men of our congregation. Sometimes when we're going out of town, I don't make it to those Friday morning prayers because it wears me out, to be quite honest with you. <clears throat> but there are many men and women who show up here at 6 o'clock or 6.30 in the morning every Friday and they're praying when we walk in the door they're praying they're not visiting although we visit later and we pray for one another but I think that is phenomenal and so I want you to give the Lord a hand and give yourselves a hand say well I can't come that's okay because what we do is when we're praying we're praying for our whole congregation we don't just pray for who's in the room we get those prayer cards and why do we have that and why do we put people's name? Because many of our older saints and some of our folks that live a long way, and I don't want to embarrass, there's a precious older couple sitting in the back. They're going to love that I called them an older couple. But they live in Zanesville, and he has been going through numerous health issues, all kinds of health things. And I wasn't willing to just let them go by the wayside. I think the Lord just kept pushing me. Check on them. Call them. See about them. Put their names on a list. Why? I don't want to forget anybody. No saint left behind. You've heard no child left behind? Well, no saint left behind. Amen. Nobody in CAC left behind. Nobody. Not the sick. Not the well. 
and you know that we spend a lot of time praying for people, but you're here tonight. And I bless you in Jesus' name. You could have stayed home and done your laundry or whatever it is you're getting ready to do on Monday. But you came to magnify the Lord. To lift him up. To be encouraged. And the Lord is going to bless you because of it. Let's just lift our hands and thank him. Jesus, thank you for our saints who are here on site and our saints that are watching. We love them all. We miss them when they're not here Thank you for bringing your people home. Everybody said, in Jesus' name. Now, <clears throat> I have to tell you all that because when Pastor preached this, I just about, I don't know. It rattled me. So I have assured you that we love you and we care about you. And now you're like, oh God, what is she going to say? I want you to go with me to Luke, the 21st chapter, because I'm just going to give you what the Lord's given me in this hour. <clears throat> Luke the 21st chapter <clears throat> and I want to show you it starts with verse 6 and <clears throat> it started out with the little widow woman giving her offering they did not know they were going to get into this deep heavy conversation they just went with Jesus to church and they were observing a little poor lady who gave this little mite. And they observed, and then they were looking around. And they're not really paying attention to what's going on. They're watching people, and then they start looking at the temple, and they're saying, isn't this gorgeous? Lord, aren't you, isn't this amazing? And um, isn't this fantastic? And this was his response to small talk. As for these things which you behold, the days will come in the which there, sh there shall not be, there will not be, left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Well, now talk about going to church and getting a word that rocks your world. It took them, what, 40 years to build the temple? I don't know, that was Herod's temple. And Jesus turned to them and said, in the middle of small talk, by the way, this whole thing's going to be leveled to the ground. Well, you know what? I don't like to hear stuff like that. I mean, that, that just, woo! So he starts in, in verses 6 to 11. And this is what the conversation is. I'm not going to read it because I don't want to take all this time. <clears throat> he says the temple's going to be destroyed. And immediately they say, When's it going to happen? And what will be a sign? You, you, know, you know, they did, They wanted to know, is it going to be in my lifetime? Is it going to be... Yeah. Now, now he's got their attention. They off the widow right now. They don't care who's given. It's like, you just said this whole thing is going to be... That means all the worship, all the... That's like saying <clears throat> this entire church is going to be obliterated to the ground. Now I'm going to tell you, I'd be saying the when. And what am I supposed to do? And you know, what's the, you know, hello, give me something. And this is what he said. He said, before the temple's thrown down, they're going to be false Christs. Now, Pastor talked this morning about Jesus graduating from plain old Jesus to Jesus Christ. 
And then his disciples called him Lord Jesus Christ. Well, he said they're going to be false Christ. And the word Christ means sent or anointed. And he said they're going to be some people that are false as they can be. Then he said they're going to be wars and commotions. Don't be terrified. Well, I'm already, my hands are sweating just thinking about it. So he starts listing these things. They asked for it. And then he said, nation will be against nation, kingdom against kingdom. So he told them what the political and empire status was going to be, that it was not going to be peaceful. Great earthquakes. Now these people were terrified of earthquakes. Famines, that's starvation. Pestilences, corona. Fearful sights and great signs from heaven. Then in verses from 12 to 24, he jumps back into what's going to happen to them. Jesus is going back and forth between the present group listening and the future one that's going to be hearing him. Okay? And then in verse 25, he goes to the future. Signs in the sun, the moon, the stars, upon the earth, distress of nations. Do you think the nations have been distressed for the last year? I'd agree with you. With perplexity, do you think they're perplexed? I'd agree. The sea and the waves roaring. Now, <clears throat> we've had some tsunamis since I've been here. And I asked my husband at that time, what would 33 feet be? Because that's how high I would have had to have climbed in Japan or Indonesia to get away from the tsunami that swept those people away. And he said, if I got to the top of the church and held on to the steeple, I could be saved from the tsunami. Well, I knew that was impossible. <clears throat> the sea and the waves are literally roaring. And then I read this weekend that the sea washed up into Portland and the sea of people that gathered there started smashing windows and ripping things apart and destroying. The sea is also a group of people. And are they roaring, I ask you? I'd say they're roaring. And then verse 26, 26 says, Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Then he goes to the end of everything, it says, And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Well... And all we were doing was at the temple watching a lady giving the offering. And we have literally gone from the things that are going to happen to Jerusalem to the things that are going to happen to the world to the things that are going to happen in our times. And then he drops this bombshell. And this is what absolutely got a hold of me that pastor preached. And I thought I'd best be sharing it with you because when you hear a word like this, you have to digest it and get to the joy in it. Because this does not sound joyful. Am I the only one to whom this does not sound joyful? This does not sound like joy unspeakable and full of glory to me. So I was like, how am I supposed to... 
So verse 28 says, and this is where I'm taking my text and my subject. <clears throat> and I, it's just a little, just a little something Jesus gave me and I hope it's going to help you. I hope it is. I'll try to deliver it. When these things, what's the word right after things? When they begin. When they begin to come to pass at the beginning of them. Would you say we're at the beginning? Amen. I think it has started. Say with me, this has started. This has started. Then he said this. This is what Jesus said. Look up. Then he said, lift up your head. Well, to me, those two things are synonymous. So I, I had to look them up because they would appear to be the same, and yet they're not because he made a, a distinction. He said, look up and lift up. And then he said, I'm going to tell you why. Your redemption is drawing close. All right, so let's look at the word look up. I looked it up, and it says to raise or lift one's self up. To lift up your body. Would you please lift up your body right now? Let me see if you understand what that word means. That's amazing. I would agree with you. That is exactly my interpretation of lift up. He said, lift up. He said, get up. Now you may be seated. He said, look up, which means. Then he said, and to lift up your soul. It doesn't just mean to lift up your body. He said, lift up your soul. And that means to be elated. Do you know what it means to be elated? Now, some of y'all took uh, the true colors thing, the real colors thing. And you're green. I don't know what excites you. But whatever that thing is, he is saying, I want you to do that when you see coronavirus and the economy crashing, when you hear about an earthquake. He said, I want your response to be, I, I knew this was not going to be good tonight. <laughs> I knew you were going to say, I want whatever she's drinking. Because I knew it. I, I knew it. And I, I'm going to do it anyway. He said, I want you to be elated and exalted. Then he said, lift up your heads. Well, I looked that up because I thought that those terms, look up and lift up, were the same. And it means literally lift up your eyes so the picture that I got by looking at the original text was of people like this can I get a witness I would say this is kind of where we've been <laughs> and he said when you see the things that I just listed, I don't want you to go further down. He said, I want you to stretch out. 
And he said, I literally want you to take your eyes. And he said, I want you to look up in the sky. Now, I don't know how many times a day you look up in the sky. But I will tell you that the Bible said that Jesus went up in a cloud. And the angels told his disciples he's coming back like he went up. And Jesus said, literally, stretch out your emotions. Unkink them. Unbend your body. Stand up and look at the heavens. How many times a day do you do that? Do you ever look at the sky? In obedience to the word of the Lord? Well, I'm giving you a word. He said, when you see this stuff, whether you're reading it from Apple News on your phone or Newark or you're watching it on television, whatever your source of information is, he said, I want you to stretch yourself with elation. Now, I'm like, mm-hmm. Lord, good luck with that. So I looked up, what does your redemption mean? The deliverance of the people of God at Christ's appearing with his glorified saints in a cloud with power and great glory. Well, how in the world are you going to know anything's coming if you're not looking? Amen. And he said, literally, look. Now, here's where pastor blew my mind. 34. I'm jumping right down to 34 because we're going to do it tonight. And take heed to yourself. So everybody say, he said, look up. Lift up, Lift up for, redemption. for redemption. Now I'm gonna tell you right now, we've got a lot of people in this church that have a lot of problems. Jesus did not say if you get a good report from your doctor, if David comes out of brain surgery, which is a miracle, be elated. He said, I want you to be elated because you heard that Mount Etna blew last week. Did y'all know it blew? Did you hear that? He said, if you hear about a 6.5 earthquake in Indonesia, he said, I want you to get up. He didn't say, I want you to rejoice over murder. I want you to rejoice over looting and killing and polluting. He said, when you start seeing the distress of nations, you don't participate in the emotion that is causing these things. Did you hear what I just said? You and I have not been given permission to participate in the rage that is producing the seas and the waves smashing in Portland. We're not supposed to be part of the movement that's moving the stuff that we're supposed to be elated about. Because Jesus said, when you see these things begin, I want you to be elated, not because of that, but because I told you to look up and lift up I'm getting close to you. See, I've heard this all my life. You've never seen anything like we've seen last year. I'm 62 and I've never seen it. Now he said, verse 34, take heed to yourself. Everybody say, watch yourself. Lest at any time your hearts be overcharged. Okay, I looked that up. Take heed means to pull your mind in. 
to bring it to land like a ship that's gone out. I'm going to tell you something. He said, I want you to focus. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. When the phone is ringing and all I want to do, and, the, and, and I'm going to try to break this down for us. He said, watch yourself. Where are you emotionally? How far from elation are you? How far are you from a, whoo, I can't wait for the Lord to come. Could be today. Say, I'm not ready for that. That's exactly what he's talking about. And he said, I want you to take heed to yourself because emotionally, if you're not elated, you're not looking up, you're not watching the sky, he said, here's what happened. Your heart, and that means your soul, your thoughts, your feelings, and your will. What I think, what I feel, I'm all involved in what's going on in my job. I'm all involved in what's going on in the news. I'm all involved emotionally. Where's my heart? Well, it's not here. Where's my heart? Well, it's not there. Where's my heart? Where are my feelings? How fast does it take me to get absorbed in you're coming, you're coming, you're coming. I'm saying that right now. And I know because I'm like you, it's taken me a week to digest that there and go, man, it's been a long time since I felt elated. What does that mean about me? Then I said, why am I not elated? Well, I'm overcharged. Do you know what overcharged means? It means to be weighted. Why am I weighted down? There are three reasons. Surfeiting and drunkenness are two ways of escaping pressure. When you and I escape into whatever it is. You say, are you telling me that X, Y, Z is wrong? I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't got no right to tell you nothing's wrong. What I'm saying is that whatever is pulling us away from looking and lifting is pulling us a different direction. I've only got so many emotions, so much time, and so much thought. If whatever it is that's keeping me away from the nearness of Jesus, I could tell you a thousand things I do when I am under pressure. Don't answer this. What do you do when you escape? What do you escape to? Some things are a little bit more destructive than others. I can't eat a pint of ice cream every day. I can't crash on Snicker bars and Diet Coke every day. There's going to be some consequences. I can't just live on sugar every day. I can't devour a pound of bacon every day. Do you understand what I'm saying? People process stress differently. And Jesus said there are three ways to get a heavy heart. And I'm telling you what's driving us toward those excesses. I'm out to sea and I'm losing myself because I'm under so much pressure. We're under so much pressure. I just want to escape the pressure. And I don't want to come to church and feel pressure. I want church to be my little happy spot. Don't challenge me. And then he's got to get up and say, Jesus said, watch yourself. 
I was like, it's not about that what I'm reading or watching is wicked and evil and leading me down pathways. It's that it's distracting me from looking at what's going on and then directing my eyes toward my redemption. I don't feel elated when I get done in whatever escape I'm involved in. I feel drained. You can only surf the computer so much. And I don't even need to tell you the stuff that's on the computer that can suck your mind right out of your ears and take you down a black hole of sin and despair and disgust. And you know what it's doing? The boat has left the shore and there's no anchor. And you're out there in the middle of the sea trying to deaden your emotions and kill them when our souls are crying out, Take me back to Jesus! Let's face what we're going through together. But you don't understand my pressure. Hush your mouth. I know exactly what pressure you're under. But I don't want to pray. But I don't want to talk to the Lord. But I don't want to tell him. I don't want to repeat it. I don't want to go through it. I don't want to. I'm going to tell you when I pray. There are many times I don't say a single word in English. Because I don't want to talk about the list of things. I just bring that prayer list and lay it there and go. Ugh. I can't even read the names. It wears me out. How's that possible? Uh, what are you doing? Are you elated? Nope. What are you doing? I'm down on the ground. I've been cast down. I am cast down. And then pastor gets up and says stuff like this. You're going through it right now. Praise him. So it's like this. Everybody's in the same boat right now. We all got stuff. He said, I don't want you to find an escape from pain in surfeiting. And you know what it literally means? Headache and nausea from drinking too much. And you know what drunkenness is? Anything that intoxicates you to the point that you lose sight of where you are and what you should be thinking about. Do you think the devil gives a royal rip which video game we play or he could care less as long as we're not doing what Jesus said? He doesn't really care. You fit anything in there. Anything can become a distraction for us to keep us from doing what Jesus said, which is look up, lift up. If I asked you right now to do it, and I'm not, until you were elated and showed your elation, I don't even have to ask how many people would be looking around and kind of like, well, I'll be glad when she gets done with this. Because I can't make you feel something you don't feel. And you know what that means? Where is your heart? How far away from the promise of his return 
is my heart and my head. Am I so literally wrapped up in what's going on in my life right now that I have lost sight. And do you think the devil cares? He could care less. You may not ever pick up your phone or a computer or a whatever, but if you are completely absorbed, absorbed in <gasps> cares of this life, bingo! Yeah. I'm not going to play Fortnite. I think I can spell it. That's about it. That's not going to be my baby. But I'm going to tell you right now, cares of this life. So that that day, now what day was he talking about? He said, the day when I go, today's your day, baby. I'm coming for you. He doesn't want us to go, oh God, oh, oh, I, I. I wish I wouldn't have worried so much about my job. I, I, oh, Lord, I wish I wouldn't have worried so much about my health. I, I just thought I was going to be here for so long. And I, I forgot that I was supposed to be praising through the pain. And praising through the problem. And I quit praising a long time ago because I'm just overwhelmed. My heart is so heavy that to lift me up, it would take a crane. It would take several people to raise me up. And if I'm one of those people that has to be talked off a ledge every single day then I have not obeyed take heed to yourself lest you've got a heavy heart I don't want to miss this oh dear God I don't want to miss it and you know what I preached about Joshua said be of good cheer be courageous be strong to obey me and I thought that ain't going to be nothing but a thing and then Jesus says I want you to be elated at the thought of me coming to get you and I'm like God I'm not elated so I have been praying this week I've been laying aside some stuff that has been weighing me down because I haven't been looking at the sky. I haven't been looking at nothing. I've been trying to escape the sky. I've been trying to run away from the problems. And I'm going to tell you something right now. Whatever's pushing you and whatever's pushing me, I'm sorry, I'm sure you'd like a pastor's wife who's got it all figured out. But I'm telling you now, I'd rather turn around and face what's going on in me now when God can make a difference for my life then wait until I'm so far from home I don't even know how to get back so oh that was lovely wasn't it so I said Jesus I'm not elated he said I noticed I said, now you what, what am I going to do? My heart's been way out over here, and I, I, I haven't been elated for a long time because I've been worrying about so-and-so in the nursing home, and God, I've just been eaten up with all this. I, I, I didn't even know I was supposed to be looking up. I'm... Verse 36 watch you therefore okay you know what watch means you're gonna love this sleepless keep awake circumspect you only have to do it for one day just one day don't lose yourself in whatever it is you're about to do 
don't ever get so involved in your game that you forget to go outside. You say, I'm not emotionally there. Then you know what that says about me? I don't really believe it's possible he'll come today. I just don't think he's going to do it. And that is exactly, he said, when you think not. What did he say? He said, I want you to stay awake. I want you to be attentive. And then, you know what he said about pray? Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I do not like to pray. Surprise! Because I'm going to cry, and I do not like to cry. I do not like to be vulnerable. It always feels to be like it's sacrificing a herd of cows. If I do not, though, every day say hello to Jesus in the morning and good night to him at the end of the day, I feel a million miles from him. You know what happens to me when I feel a million miles from him? I start getting scared. I don't pray because I want to see you saved, although I am praying you will be. I pray because I can't get too far from him or all that out there will fill me with darkness instead of elation. And I'm supposed to be using that as a... Jesus said that when these things happen, you're coming to see me. I am then attaching something that's horrible out there to something wonderful that's here. He said, I want you to be able to look at that. And he said, I want you to lift your eyes up because I'm coming back on a cloud. And I want you to literally stand up and I want you to stretch yourself and look outside in the heavens for me. Say, you're a lunatic. Well, I'm reading the book, and I broke it down and read every single word so that I would be sure not to tell you a lie. He said, I want you to pray. And you know what prayer was here? To desire, to long for, to need. I have found that if I am not in the presence of Jesus at least one time a day, I feel like I have not seen my family and I have told my children a long time ago before we had phones I need FaceTime with you I don't care what you're doing I just hi how you doing are you okay it's just something we've done we've just been together for so long even as adults I just checking in on them now they can say mother you're paranoid mother you're just dogging my steps no I just love you and I just need to be near you for a little bit I just need to know I just need your presence he said, when you pray, what prayer is, is desire to long for, to need. He said, pray. He said, desire to be with me. Don't bring me your laundry list. So sometimes, you know what I just do? Turn on some music and sit there and let the music play. And just tell him, I love you, Jesus. I need you. I wish you'd come today and get me. Oh, and then the words fail me. And then I just don't talk anymore. He just comes in the room and we just enjoy each other's company. You know how I leave there? Peaceful. 
at rest. So far he hasn't come yet, but one of these nights I'm going to get up in the morning and say hello. And one night I'm going to say good night and it's going to be the last hello and good night. I feel Jesus in the house. Where are your emotions? How quickly could you get ready if I told you in 30 minutes we were going to walk outside and look up and there was going to be a cloud and he was coming? Are you ready for that? Or have you got business you want to take care of here? I hope there's a war going on inside of you right now because when you've got stuff that has been not taken care of and you have been running from the stress or trying to escape, let me tell you what Jesus said. He said, I know you need to escape because by the time these things happen, everybody's going to be wishing they were escaping. And he said, I want you to pray always. I want you to desire to long for to need me always. Never quenched. That you may escape. That you may be counted worthy. So you know what that means? It means two things. That I'm praying God please count me worthy. And that I have enjoyed his presence so much that he goes. That girl has enjoyed being with me so much. I'm for sure taking her when I come. You know what? I cannot know. I do not know where he ranks in your life. I cannot say to you, well, let me tell you, I can tell Jesus is 50 out of 100 on your life scale. I can't do that. But you better know where he is. What gets you worked up? What fills you with joy? What fills you with anger? He wants access to all of that. He said, I want you to be elated. I want you to be with me. I want you to want to be with me. And he said, I look at how much time you spend with me. Watch and pray that you may be counted worthy. Not getting down terrified. Oh God, count me. Oh God, but Jesus, hi. Today I'm going in for a test and I don't know if you're going to take me with this. Jesus, today I got the kids. Jesus, you know, I got this thing going that every time I'm under pressure I run to. And today I don't want to do that. I want to fill my mind with you. I want to unbend myself and I want to think about how happy I'm going to be when you come. Say, I've never even thought about it and therein is the problem. Because Jesus said, I want you to be elated. And I'm going to tell you, church, I'm making a confession. He preached it, and I've been chewing it for a week. And then he said, I want you to escape. He said, I know you want to escape. And he said, I'm going to tell you how to escape. I want you to keep yourself in check. I don't want you to ever lose control to anything but me. And if you lose control and start crossing boundaries, he said, I want you to get a hold of yourself and come back home. I want you to rein yourself in. Because the one thing that is supposed to excite you and me more than anything in the world is that Jesus is getting ready to come. And how do I know it? Because everything he wrote about and spoke of in Luke 21 has happened. He said it's near. 
He said, I want you to escape, to flee out away, to seek safety in flight. He said, I'm going to take you out of it. Don't take yourself out of it, though. Say, well, are you telling me I can't read a magazine or read a book? I'm telling you you can do all of that. But you can't do it to the point that you forget where your elation is. Now, some of us can... Some of you are so self-controlled that you can eat one piece of dessert and stop right there. But there are some of us that can't eat even a piece. Because if we ever get a one bite. And Jesus said, if you're one of those kind of people and what your hand is doing. He said, I'd rather you take a machete or a nut. And he said, if your hand is making you offend. If your, he said, cut it off so you don't do that anymore. Oh, that's grisly. He said, it would be better for you to walk into heaven minus an arm. To put yourself through physical pain to stay away from the thing that's trying to devour you and lead you away from the awareness. You see, I don't think the devil really cares. I don't think you, I think people would like me to go, here, give us a list. Oh, well, I'm glad to know what I'm doing is not on the list. And missing the whole stinking point, which is I'm more interested in my method of escape than I am looking for the moment the Lord is going to take me out of here. I'm telling you right now it's time to clear the distance between what we feel and how we behave now this is like you gotta be kidding he said I want you to stand before me and if you'll just watch yourself and pray be strong sister showstring give me something hard to do I think I just did It'd be easier to go on a seven-day fast than to have to watch and pray every day. To watch your emotions. What, what, am I getting worked up again? Lord, help me. And you say, well, how do you do it? I just go be with Jesus. He said, I want you to stand, which means continue safe and sound. Stand unharmed. Stand ready. Be prepared with a steadfast mind. One who does not hesitate and does not waver. Isaiah 55 and 12. I was like, God, I love you so much. So one night I just put the music on and I sat in my little prayer closet and I wept and cried and rejoiced. Jesus came into my prayer closet. I didn't do anything but sit there and the music was playing. He washed me. He cleansed me. I gave up the time that I would normally be doing to get away from and just said, okay, my heart's been up far away from you for a long time. I've been so eaten up with stress and worry and cares of life. Am I by myself? I'm so happy for you if you're not there. Good for you. So it's 607. And then he gave me this scripture. He said, this is how I'm going to take you out, Janice. I'm going to take you out like this. You shall go out with. Oh God. Oh God. It's just getting so hard. He said the people that I take out of here are going to be like this. He 
He said, I'm letting you choose between the fear of what's going on here and the faith of what's going on there. I'm going to let you choose. If you want to be burdened down, I'm going to let you pick. But if you want to come with me, in spite of what's going on in your body, and you go, what are you doing? I'm going to go be with Jesus for a minute. Why? Because it feels so good. How's your leg? It hurts. I, every, everything's falling apart on me, in case you want to know. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet, it's just unbelievable. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. And I'm not going to share any of it with you. It is hilarious. If it were so painful, it would be utterly gut-busting funny. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm going to be like this. I'm like, oh God. Thankfully, all I have to do is sit in his presence. He's coming to get me. Come here, Siobhan. You know, sometimes you would think these children don't live down the hill from me and I don't see them two and a half days a week and they don't basically live at my house all their natural lives. There are times when I call and Tegan Jane took the phone into the shower and her mother yelled and Tegan is standing there under the water going, Hi, Jenna, I'm in the shower. I said, does your mama know that you have her phone? No, but it's okay. And then I hear, what in the world are you doing? <laughs> Say, well, you're just foolish over your grandchildren. Oh, face to face. When I go on a trip and I know I'm going to see him, let me tell you something. I'm looking forward to seeing him. This is not about doctrine and about rules. and It's who do you love and who loves you. He said, you're going to go out with, woo! And Siobhan, I believe in the Lord's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost this year. You're, there's no telling what your Jana is going to do when that happens. You can be seated. I'm just, I'm just going to just erupt. Amen. Just practicing. You'll go out with depression and sorrow and you're going to be so sad about all of our losses he said to people they're going to watch and pray with me in this hour I'm going to go out with joy and I'm not going to drag you kicking and screaming he said you know how you're going to go out you're going out with joy and you're going to be led say I don't know what vaccine to take sister Shostrand I'm just I'm going to tell you can I tell you which one the one that you feel led with peace. If your peace, if peace is not leading you, then you don't need to go left or right. You need to sit still until you can make a decision where you go, Jesus said it's okay. Oh, I feel the Lord. Lift your hand right now. The Lord has come down to this house to deal with where we are because he loves us. Do you know how precious we are to him that he said, I want you to spend time with me. And here you come, you little precious people on a Sunday night when you could stay at home and watch television, and eating ice cream and peanuts and all kinds of junk. And you sit here and say, tell me again. Lift your hand one more time. This is real, my lovely. He's coming to get us. Want to go? Woo, want to go? He said, and when you go, 
And you're going to go in so much peace. And he said, as you go, the mountains and the hills. Sister Vicki, if the mountains and the hills start dancing, to me, that's an earthquake. That's like, that's like, and dear God. But the Bible says that when they start shaking, rattling, and rolling, that is the mountains and the hills doing what? Singing. Whoever heard of a mountain singing? But Isaiah said... The day he comes back for us. Everything's going to shake and rejoice. And do you know what the trees are going to do? He said the trees are going to clap their hands. Now the only thing I know is that while the mountains are shaking, evidently the branches of trees are just going to be going like this. And the natural world is going to say it's cataclysmic. And what's going to be happening is all of creation is going to rejoice because the bride is going home. Finally! I want you to come with me. I want you to go where I've been this week. Bow your heads and close your eyes. I don't want you to be scared. Isaiah 55, this chapter, keep your heads bowed, your eyes closed. I don't know how long it takes a whole church to get where their hearts are so clean and pure, like the first time you received the Holy Ghost, where the tears just roll down your cheeks and all the stuff you've not been dealing with, you deal with. I don't know how long that takes, but I'm going to tell you this. It's not going to take God 16,000 hours of counseling with you to get you close to Him. Dim these lights. I'm sorry, folks online. You kneel down by your couch and your bed. This is a private, intimate moment between Jesus and His church. He's wooing us to get near Him. He wants you not to be scared of your physical life, of your emotional life, of your mental life. But it's time to pull away from all the junk that we've been eating and using to drown out the cry and the loneliness of our own hearts. I'm telling you, I want you to lift your hands right now and talk to Jesus as if your life depended on it. Oh, hallelujah. You don't need to be worrying about anything but how close you can get to Him right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't even have to come to the front, but right where you are, right now, draw near. Draw near to Him. Right now, draw near. Heal Draw near to the presence. Draw near to the presence of a holy God. Get close to Jesus. I'm telling you, He's coming back for us. He's coming to get us. Are you elated? Hallelujah. If you need a place to repent, if you need a place to cry out, take your time. The rest of this service is dedicated to you finding your place.
near Jesus. Hallelujah. And the praise team, if you need to go down and pray, I want you to go find a place.